Hi, I'm Carrie Butler, and you're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I have a special offer for my listeners. You can get my new course at carriebutlercoach.com slash broadwaypodcast. Hey, today on Breaking Broadway, we're going to hear from Jen Cody, an amazing actress, dancer. She's done it all, and she is here to be our guest to talk about equity. A penny who just couldn't stop the beat. Yes, with roller skates on her feet. Well, he loved to please. Of course, it's recently to see. Hello, welcome to Breaking Broadway. Today's guest is Jen Cody. She is so talented and has had such an incredible career. She's done everything, really. Been in a ton of Broadway shows. Uh, my favorite credit is Charlotte in Princess and the Frog. She's the voice actress in that. She has directed, well, choreographed a show that I did. Yes. And you are such a smart... That was a long time ago. I know, but you're such a <laughs> smart choreographer. That is what struck me about you, because you're also an actress. You've do, done everything, like regional theater, commercials, TV. Um, but I loved um, being choreographed for you in that piece, because you gave me so much to my acting performance. Well, I think that that... Um I don't know. I always say everything should be based in a story. Yes. So I get really frustrated when I see just movement for movement. Right. And it's. I think it's really obvious when you see a show and realize that there's a story behind everything. And because I think the actors connect to it, mm-hmm. and it makes the story better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just my take on it. Um, so why don't you just tell everybody about how you got started and the highlights? <laughs> uh, wow. Um, it's it's been a long time. Uh, how did I get started? My first show here in New York was Cats. Where did you come from? I came from Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, did you always know you wanted to be on Broadway? Um, you know, it's funny. I knew, I knew I wanted to like be a performer. I didn't know you could get paid for it. <laughs> and it isn't that funny? I remember my um, the moment that sticks in my head. My I came with my theater troupe a lot to see in my dance classes to see uh, shows and take classes here, and I saw the original noises off. So I don't know how old I was. I was definitely like 13 maybe. And I had never been in an atmosphere where uh, so many people were laughing so hard. Mm -hmm. And um, the actress that came on stage, she was playing Brooke. Her name was, uh, this is awful that I don't know her name. Uh, Um, Debbie, Diane, Debbie, Deb, Deb, Deb Rush. Oh, I love right? her. Yeah. I pulled that out. I think, yeah. please let that be right. Um, she came out on stage and uh, she walked up to the mirror and she was doing mirror exercises with herself. Mm-hmm. And I remember something clicked in my head of, I bet you that she made that up. And that that's funny because she's doing mirror exercises with herself in a mirror. Like that was the first time something clicked in my head of like what a bit was or uh-huh. what, what comedy was. Um and it sticks with me. So that actually is um, 
when I realized, oh, I could make people laugh and that could be a thing and mm. I could get paid for it. So And so you'd been dancing your whole life? Dancing, and, yeah. But not taking acting classes or singing? No, I mean, the musicals at school, but uh-huh. definitely just dancing. And then, you know, when you're four foot 11 and college <laughs> happens, you're like, huh, what will I do with that <laughs> skill? So I went to school for acting oh. and uh, never thinking I would you know, be able to dance on Broadway. Really? And then, yeah, my first job was dancing in Cats on Broadway. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because usually most of the people I interview, you know, it's like that was their dream, you know, from a very young age. Yeah, no, I mean, How I did always, you, uh, the dancing, the aspect of dancing that I loved was the acting part of it. Right. I just didn't know that as a kid. How did you decide to come to New York? Just because you'd already seen Broadway shows? I had seen shows, and strangely enough, I was doing um, a summer stock production um, at a theater called, um, it was in Potsdam, New York, Music Theater North. And it, this is wild, but the gentleman who was the artistic director, his name was Craig North, and he taught at Wagner College. And he had AIDS, and I didn't know it. I mean, this was like 91, mm-hmm. and um, I had dance captain a show, and he said, would you go and teach for me at Wagner College, which was in Staten Island, um, because I guess he was getting treatment. At this point, I was very young, and so I came with a suitcase, no idea where Staten Island was. I took a a bus here from Rochester, took the ferry over with my suitcase, and I lived in a dorm um, with no, I remember there's no phones, obviously, because it was pre-cell phones. Mm -hmm. There was no, um, I didn't have a light in my room. Um, I just had like the little light on the desk because it was a college dorm, and I lived there and taught classes for him. And then for while how I, long? Would, um, I was here, I think like a month and a half, wow. and I auditioned for a, an off-Broadway show and got it, and then I stayed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is like meant to be. Well, and the crazy <laughs> part is, just to end the story, to bookend the story, is that while I was doing that off-Broadway show, um, it was a, it was called Opening Doors Productions. It was a, a perfect, uh, production of Anyone Can Whistle. Mm-hmm. And... Vinnie Liff mm-hmm. had seen me at an audition for uh, Guys and Dolls at the time, and I was much too short. Um, and he kept my index card. And my index card just had my name and my height on it. <laughs> and he called Equity and said, I need this girl's information uh, for Cats. And they said, oh, she's not in the union. And so he was like, oh, I would have cast her in Cats. And he was walking down the street, and there was a poster up for the off-Broadway show I was doing, which only ran three weeks, with my name on the poster. Oh, my god! And gosh. he saw the name, and he called the theater. And someone said, you have a message from Vinnie Liff. And I was like, who's that? I didn't even know who it was. And uh, I went to the Winter Garden, like, two days later, danced on the stage, and I was in Cats. Oh, my gosh. I have so, chills. Isn't that crazy how that <laughs> yes. all, it, everything worked I, out the way it was Do you ever doubt that <laughs> this is the career for you with that no. kind of start? No. But it also makes me, every time something happens in my life, I'm like, oh, well, there's a reason for yes. that. Because, you know. Things happen for a reason. That is such a great story. So then what happened? You did Cats on Broadway, and then you've been working ever since. Yeah, not, knock on wood. Yes. Did you say that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? And and then you branched off into choreography and directing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I always like, I just think art is art. Yeah. So uh, and, I like just to work. Me and too. So I will do anything. Me too. Like I, my agent comes up to calls and he'll say like, "Oh, there's this thing," and I'm like, 
great. Is it? Am I free? Let's do it. Yeah, here I am posting a hosting a podcast. Yeah, like I just like to keep working. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, why don't you? I know you're here to talk about equity and <laughs> EPAs and things like that. But why don't you just tell a little bit about? So Jen is married to Hunter Foster, and you started this theater together. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's the artistic director right. of the theater. It's called Red House. Um, it's in Syracuse, New York. And, you know, talk about things happening for a reason. Uh, he had applied to uh, for, at a few theaters, and I kept saying, it's too far. I'm, no, I'm not. That's not another state. Mm-hmm. It's got to be close enough. And um, this theater, when we went to see it, it, it's a beautiful new complex. It's three different theaters in it. And um, it's an hour from my parents. And I think that there is a reason of, like, my parents are getting older. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe... Maybe I'm supposed to be an hour away. So uh, I also, that's in my head mm-hmm. why it seems right. Um, but it's a new theater. It's a year-round theater. It, uh, equity actors and, um, and non-equity. There's like a, a ratio there. Oh. And um, we're, you know, we're trying to do work in a real, honest way, not, um, you know, not glitzy, not exciting. Like we're the, this season was. I think we did rent, fences, um, uh, fun home. It's oh. like opening up, hopefully, this community to just a new way of seeing theater. And hopefully, they've been so uh, embracing, and it's really great. The talent there is amazing. So, uh, yeah, we hope to I don't know, make a difference in Syracuse. How do people find out about auditions for it, even the non-equity actors? Well, redhouse.org, um, we actually do have auditions here in New York, um, and they have auditions locally as well. Um, the website, redhouse.org, lists all that. And I love that I saw online that you guys offered um, cheaper tickets to people in Syracuse. Yeah, we um, our first show was Rent, and um, we decided that uh, yeah, it's – we hired local graffiti artists to come and actually graffiti the set. Mm. So it was all natural. It was all like real, just what hopefully the East Village looked like in the 80s to give that sense to the people that probably wouldn't know that in Syracuse. Um, And we reached out to um, a local AIDS organization and we said to them, we would love to have the opportunity to let your people that this maybe would inspire um, come see it. So we put a thing on our Facebook page and just said, hey, friends in New York, this is what we want to do. We want to be able to have these people come to the show. And our friends are so amazing. We raised um, enough money in like three days. We had 80 people be able to come see the show who either um, uh, were dealing with AIDS, had family members with AIDS, or had drug addiction. Mm -hmm. And they all came to see Rent. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, so now to get on to <laughs> the topic Tested at hand, hand um, what, what do you think are the benefits for young performers to join equity? Okay, well, it's kind of a loaded question. So my first show in college, I, I went and did a non-union tour of Gypsy, Um we did one-nighters. I slept on the bus floor on cardboard. <laughs> um, I don't even remember any of the states I visited. Um, but I learned a lot. Yes, my first job was a non-equity tour, too. Yeah, and you learn, like, oh, this is really what I want to do, I guess, if mm-hmm. I'm willing right. to go through all this. 100%. Um, but I think back, and I'm like, thank God I didn't get hurt. Yes. You know, there was no one looking out for um, if I rehearsed too much or if I was wearing bad dance shoes. or um, So I think... 
the one thing I'll say to young people, which are things that you don't think about when you're 19, 20 years old, is that we are athletes. And this is a longevity is the key to what we do. And I think the union looks out for that. They, it's, it's they say safety, mm-hmm. um, the precautions of, you know, if you do get hurt, you have workman's comp, someone will take care of you. We'll make sure that you get fixed, that you can still perform, um, physical therapy, all that stuff. But it also, it's like, it's like someone just saying, we want you to work for a long time. And so in order to do that, we're going to make sure that you aren't over-rehearsed. You are rehearsing uh, on a stage that isn't going to give you shin splints. We're gonna, so that's, I think those are the protections that when you're young, you don't think about. Um, we'll give you a pension. Yeah, that's we'll, my thing. Yeah, like it's our thing now because yeah. we're older. But if you had said when I was on that non-union tour, you know, you're not making any money towards your pension, I'd be like, what? Who cares? Um, so there are those things. I also think it's not for everybody. Yes. Some people are completely happy and have a fulfilling career that don't join the union. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some really <laughs> great non-union theaters out there. I mean, I, I think if you want to work in New York, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of options. But I, I, I think it's a personal choice. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <clears throat> and now what is the, if you want to work in New York, because I have had people on, you know, I don't, I never did waiting, you know, since in 5 a.m. in the morning for auditions. I never had to do that. And I did we've that. Had, we've had people on. <laughs> yeah. I just, it kind of blows my mind. And so if people do want to come here, if you can come with an equity card, it's much easier. Yes. I mean, the, yes, it is. It, auditions here are hard. I think they're a lot easier now um, because they have online signups. Yes. That has changed the game, I think, although people have hard times with the online signups. I think te- technology is always going to win in the end. But um, I think, look, succeeding in this business is so much about just keeping yes. keeping at it. and so Not letting it get you down. Yeah. And so, you know, if you do have an equity card, it's easier. Mm-hmm. You can just sign up and show up at your audition. Um, if you don't have one, you can come and wait. Mm-hmm. And I did that, I think, you know, I just sat and waited a lot of times. Um, people do get auditions by being non-union. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a way to get your card. That's right. Um, but if How you want to work, yeah. you... How do people get their equity card? Isn't there like a point system or something? There is. Um, some uh, theaters have uh, the point system, the equity membership candidate program. Um, and I think the a number of points has gone down that you need. I think you used to need, and I'm totally making up these points, but you used to need like 40 and I think now you need like 20. Like it's actually gone down a lot. So if you are non-union and you work at a union theater, theater. Mm-hmm. then they can say, oh, I'll give you points towards your equity, towards your equity card. If yeah. you work, if you, if your first job is in a Broadway 
tour or a Broadway show, right. then you get then, your equity card right away. Right. Um, cats, I got my equity card doing cats. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the greatest way to get it. <laughs> For sure. Um, but there are certainly other avenues. Okay. Yeah. And also, <laughs> funny that you bring up um, the things equity do. I'm on workers' comp. Right now. <laughs> oh, see? Yeah. I know, I know. I constantly get hurt in shows. But uh, also, how connected is the Actors Fund with equity? Are those uh, two different things? They're two different things. Okay. I'm um, going to have somebody on the Actors Fund, too, I think. Strangely, even our health insurance is a different organization than oh, and equity. Oh, that's a good thing to bring up, yeah. too, the Equ health insurance. The health insurance is um, equity... Uh, uh, the equity trust is that it's a totally different organization than than equity um but we do work in sync you know mm -hmm. we are aware of each other and and certainly the actors fund um has helped up so many of our members when they get hurt or uh helped fill in some of the money when um someone gets hurt and doesn't you know doesn't have the cash to stay out of a show um they're they're definitely our our partner mm -hmm. And so with equity, when you work a certain amount of months, I think it's like six months, then you can get health insurance, which yes. is huge. And it's based on a weekly. Again, this has also oh, right. gone down. It used to be 19 weeks, and now it's 11 that you get six months. Mm -hmm. um, so that that actually has made it a lot easier, which is because, um, strangely enough, I'm going to say that I think because Broadway um, puts so much money into the fund being – very successful right now. Uh -huh. um, it has allowed us allowed the weeks to go down for everybody else. Oh, that's right? great! Because we are our our members are doing very well. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you to put on your choreographer hat. Okay. <laughs> um, what do you think makes people stand out in an audition, or especially a dancer call? Um, I think it is. Well, it depends. Like, it depends definitely on what the choreographer is looking for. Um, having the style of the choreographer is great. And I think here's where um, I wish that I was performing now because we didn't have YouTube. Right. So now, like, if you are interested in being in, I don't know, Evan Hansen, you can go and watch what that choreographer has done and get their style. Like, I think it's such a learning tool that nobody takes advantage of that, mm. oh my gosh, you know how they work, how they move. Um, so knowing the style of the choreographer is important, but I also think it's about being confident. I yeah. think it's really obvious when you watch someone in a dance call, your eye is immediately drawn to someone who's just like, this is me, mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to be anything else. Uh, so for me, that's a huge plus. And also just having fun, I feel like. Having fun. Oh, yeah. Because ultimately, I always say at the end of the day, at a certain point, everybody is talented. Yes. And everybody can learn the stuff if you give them six weeks to learn it. It's about who do you want to spend? I always say, who do you want to spend six weeks with? Almost like at a party. Like, uh -huh. who do you want to have fun with? Who do you want to be... Know those tours, uh, the theater works tours where kids, uh, like, they live on a bus and they build the set and they oh, have yes, it, like, you know. Yes, yes, we have somebody on talking about those. Yeah. yeah the theater works tours. Who do you want to be on that bus with? Like, I think <laughs> that's ultimately who you want to cast is who that person you could spend six to eight months with on a minivan building the <laughs> set. <laughs> um, I'm a horrible dancer 
as you can attest you are not a horrible dancer. <laughs> and I used to, like I said, my version of hell would be going to a dance call for a part that I really want. And it would just be like one continuous dance call. Um, <laughs> I, at one point in my career, I was just like, yeah, no, if I have to go to dance call, like just pass because I can't put myself through it anymore. But I do remember doing them and I love dancing. That's the yeah. problem. I love dancing, but I'm just not gifted in that department. I've taken dance my whole life. <laughs> um, so it's not for lack of trying. Um, but I would have to go at a dance calls and it would be a nightmare. I'd be so nervous and hiding in the back. But then I found myself just laughing at myself and embracing my nerdiness and having a big smile on my face. And so I felt like sometimes they would just watch you just be like, this crazy girl, what is she doing? I mean, honestly, that's, that's, they're, they're casting the person. Right. They're not casting the steps. And luckily in a bunch of shows, I turned my characters into bad dancers. (laughs) And it was like my thing. Here's a strange thing I'll say. Um, when I was doing Susical, Mm -hmm. um, we got our costumes and my costume was too big and so my hat kept falling over my eyes and I, I made a thing and I remember Kathleen Marshall was like what is happening up there I'm like I just can't see it's over my <laughs> eyes and then the whole number got reconceived and we all were bad <gasps> and it like it, it changed because our costumes made like so that's that made it a better number you know it embraced so the quirkiness funny. what do you feel like is the difference between working in regional theater and Broadway and I notice you really doing both. Is that like yeah. by choice? It is by choice. Um, I think uh, probably because I'm older. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, there's so many plays that I um, I'm so excited when I see. I'm like, oh god, I would love to do that. Um, so by going to regional theaters, I get to do so many new plays that nobody's done before. And I think that that is interesting to me. Um, and there's a an ability to work on a piece and create something where I think um, when it gets very commercial and very Broadway, it it takes away that. Um, I still love to do stuff here; it's amazing. Um, but I think it's nice to have a balance of going someplace else and and having someone hand you a role and say, "Let let's figure out what this role is," and it's not. The four foot ten quirky yes. girl. It's like, oh, this is a real woman with real problems, and thank you for giving me this opportunity. So that's why I like to do both. And most of the time, we wouldn't get cast on Broadway as, in a play in a play as the leading actress. I mean, we yeah. would be at the sidekick, right? But yeah, that's really. Did you go to your agents and say, you did? I did. I said I would love to focus on because I, while I love doing musicals, I'm it's. What I do in musicals is very specific. And so um, I said I'd really love to do new plays. And so that's kind of what we're focusing on now. That's amazing. So you took control of your career in every way. it is your career, right? That's right. And you started your own theater company. So you could even put on stuff there that, or ask your husband. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Hannah. Yeah. But that's the point, you know, making new stuff. Yeah. I love that tip about about YouTube. And is there anything else that you wish you knew when you were starting out in the business. Yeah. I always say to everybody that you will never be better than the person that's that person. Like if I, and I even sit behind the table sometimes and I want to say to young performers like, oh my God, don't be a a 
a copy of that person because that person already exists. Yes. You'll never be better than that. Mm -hmm. So find what isn't special and just be that 100% because yeah, because we are all special and we're all we individual and all so we just have to specific. find the things that makes us different. Yeah. And if you can find that, I guarantee you'll work because you're the only one that does that. That's my bit of advice. That's really good advice. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else that you would like to plug with our audience? Well, your theater, for sure. We'll add that to our, our page. Yes, please um, do. On, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, upcoming things. Oh. Follow uh, follow me on Twitter. It's uh, Jen underscore underscore Cody on Twitter. And uh, I would tell you my Instagram page. <laughs> but I just, there's, uh, there was already a Jen Cody Foster I don't, I don't know who that is. Yeah. So um, I'm jennifer.cody.56 okay. on Instagram. Okay. And we'll add those to yeah. Dory's Broadway Podcast Network page as well. Thanks, Dory. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here and Thanks. representing equity and for all the work you do for equity. Um, and check out Jen. She's done such amazing shows. Also, I didn't even mention like you're in town. Um, you are so fantastic and you're in town. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us on this Anytime. podcast. Thank you for thank having you. me. <laughs> now, I would like to start a segment that I call the Queen of Open Calls with Margot Plum, who is an amazing actress and singer and... Um, sort of just starting out she's kind of I wanted to get the perspective of someone who is like there in the trenches knows what is on going on right now knows what going the open calls are like and she also happens to be my niece <laughs> <laughs> um, so Margot okay let's people who are just starting out mm -hmm. first they need to get headshot resume yeah and then how do they find the auditions um, you can find them a couple different ways. Um, you can find them through Backstage. You can find them through Playbill. Oh, what's Play how Playbill? Playbill has a job section. So you um, go on Playbill online? Yeah. Oh. And they have a job section. Um, backstage, you have to have an account for. Um, oh. Do you, you have to pay for it? Yeah. Oh. I don't remember what it is every month. Um, every month or every year, but you do have to pay for it. Okay. Um, actors access, you can also apply to auditions. Wait, I have a really old person question. Does backstage, do they still sell the magazine backstage? You can get them emailed. Oh. <laughs> so, but you can't like go to a, a newsstand and buy backstage? I don't think so. Oh, that's what I used to do. I used to like, you know, go buy, my, my parents would buy backstage for me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's okay. Um, actors access you have to pay for as well. Oh, okay. Um, Playbill you don't have to pay for, but um, backstage you can apply to auditions and people put student films up there as well. So if you want to get into NYU student films and grad school, I've seen Columbia's grad school post films. You can oh, do that. so you could do everything online? Yeah. So you just digitally send them your... You um, upload your headshot and resume when you create an account. Mm -hmm. um, for Actors Access, you have to plug in everything line by line and then make your resume. Um, but then you just apply as you want. 
as you're right for it. Sometimes you write a cover letter, sometimes you don't. Oh. And have you auditioned for stuff through that? Through Actors Access, I got Theater Works a couple oh, times. Okay. Um, and then backstage. We have to tell people what Theater Works is. Theater Works is a children's company, and they um, produce children's show around the country, and you go on tour with them. So I did a nine-month contract. Yes, that's how Margot got her equity card. Yeah, the <laughs> deal with, with Theater Works is you um, – you load in all the sets. You're signed as an ASM, but you get your equity card. So it pays off. Yeah. Um, and I always tell young people that that is one of the best ways to get your equity card. Yeah. And because you're working and to get it. And you, it's offered to you and you feel like really cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, it's really hard to get your equity card. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to either work in a theater that's an equity theater. And get the EMC points. And Yes. And what is the benefits of having an equity card going on auditions? So you can sign up online or you can walk in and And ask, these are the, for these which are, auditions? These are for EPAs and ECCs. Okay. You can sign up online. And so these are equity auditions, right? Yes. Okay. Um, or they have 40 walk-in slots available for EPAs. And for ECCs, I don't remember how many they have available, um, but ECCs are easier to get into, especially in the summer. Like the last one that I went on, I was number 57 online, but then I ended up being number 22 because so many people didn't show up. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And so what would happen, what would it be like before you had your equity card? Um, so the three different types of auditions are open calls, EPAs, and ECCs. Open calls are crazy. <laughs> they are where people, I've had a friend who had a night out. Yes. Um, at two in the morning, she went to Pearl and she oh signed gosh. up a unofficial list. Oh she started gosh. it at 2 a.m. And then she came back and she was the first person on the list. Oh, I can't believe this dedication. Yes. The non-union national tours are especially insane. People actually go out and stand there at 3 and 4 in the morning. Oh, my to start these gosh. Lists. For Cinderella, it was my first non-union national tour. I got there at 6.50, and I walked up to Chelsea. 6.50 a.m.? Yes. I walked up to Chelsea Studios and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so early. The call doesn't even start until 9 a.m. I have to be seen before I go to my classes. Um, no, the line was around the block. I was number 200. Whoa. They sent me away and I came back after lunch. Oh and my gosh. Got in. Yeah. And then it, did, you, did you eventually get in? Yeah. I But I left and there's this really great resource called Audition Update, which is now run by Backstage, oh, okay. where people post online. <gasps> so when I first started, I would wake up. I made a rule for myself. If I got up before 4.30, I wasn't going to sing well. Uh, I just wasn't. Yeah, that's true. So I wouldn't show up to a place before 5 a.m. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe this. <laughs> and um, so the moment I woke up, I started checking audition update. And like I would be on there and it'd be like 30 people on the list. And I would feel like, well, by the time I get there, it's going to be 90. And should that's I an even go? Resource. It's amazing. So audition update was really great. People were really posting before it owned by Backstage. Now, 
now it's not, people aren't posting as frequently because um, the interface is a little bit different mm -hmm. and people aren't used to it. But um, it's still really great and I still use it. So it tells you how many people are already there. So people. people in line will post for you. So I would wake up and it would be like 30 people on the unofficial list. Mm -hmm. And then um, I would get there and people would still be posting. And then as soon as the audition starts, they would say this many people have been seen um, in however many minutes. So you can sort of gauge um, where you are. It's really great when you're audition hopping. Because oh. you can go put your name on a list, especially when you're non-union. You can go put your name on a list and then go to another audition down the street mm -hmm. and put your name on another list and sit in that room while you're watching audition update for what number they're on. And you can figure out which room you need to be in so that you will be seen that day. This is a little heartbreaking. <laughs> like I, my heart is breaking for all of you people that do this. I just, I can't imagine how long you can do this for. It, I was really at the end of my rope before I got the theater workshop. Cause it's really disheartening when you show yes. up at 5 AM and then you wait all day, especially at an EPA, you wait all day and you're not seen. Or they say e EMC people come back after lunch. Uh -huh. So so let's go back to that one audition that you went in at, at you know five in the morning. Then you said go to lunch. Then you come back. So you went back, and then how long did you have to wait? A lot of times I wasn't seen. If they say EMC people, you're released or non-union, you're released until after lunch. You're you're not going to be seen because there's so many people. Because what happens at the EPAs mm -hmm. is you the EPAs the equity people have signed up online. Mm -hmm. And then there's 40 available walk-in slots. So equity people who didn't get an appointment online are walking in and either getting a slot or they're being put on an equity alternate list. And equity people can walk in at any point during the day and be signed up on that list. Oh. So they have to see all of the equity people oh. appointments, all of the equity alternates, everybody on the EMC list who has come early and signed up just like the non-union people, and then the non-union people. So non-union people are not being seen wow. at EPAs and ECCs. Okay, so what about when it's the non-union tour? Is the non-union tour the one where you went so early in the morning and then they told you come back after lunch? Um, non-union, they when you when you go, they'll say they'll have everybody sign up all at once, and um, then after like two hundred people or so, they'll say, if you're after two hundred, come back after lunch. Because uh -huh. they know because they, they don't have enough space for all the people. Even keep everyone there. And a lot it's of like the a fire hazard. <laughs> yeah. The Cinderella open call that I had, um, they started signing people up at ten till eight and then they released everybody or as many people as they could because they hadn't expected that many people to show up, so they didn't have the rooms. Uh -huh. They hadn't reserved the rooms. So, but how long do you have to wait usually if you're there, you know, five hours. in the morning? Hours. What time would you get to actually perform? You have to wait there from five in the morning to... Whenever they call your name. And how long, what's the general, how long is it usually? During the summer, it's a little bit easier. So, they start calling people at 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. And then um, you might be seen at like 12 if you're lucky. Okay. Because a lot of equity people go in and they ask for the first available appointment. 
But but if it's non-union, equity camp people aren't aren't allowed right. to audition for it. If it's non-union, you better get there really early so that you know that you're being seen. Because sometimes they have cutoffs. Like Disney Cruises, they have a 200 people limit. Mm-hmm. So you so people stand. Is Disney Cruise non-union? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's considered non-union because they're on the seas. Oh, but Disney cruises are a great job starting out. Yes. Um, Because I was going to bring that up too, because you make a a good amount of money. You can save up your money. Yes. Because clearly with Margot's schedule, you cannot have a job and do this. Yeah. I mean, these people waking up at 2 a.m., like when are they going to sleep? They don't. So... So the Disney cruise, it's a great idea to go do that, to do any kind of cruise, really. Yeah. I have a friend who's done a cruise for three years. After graduation, he got it, and he paid off his student loans. Amazing. And they're doing, like, Broadway-quality shows on these, so you get great experience. On the Disney cruises, they hire Broadway writers, and so if you're creating a show for a Disney cruise, you'll be meeting people who can eventually hire you for Broadway later on. You're going to make great connections, and... I go see every single one of those Disney cruise ship shows, and they're amazing. And I don't know where these people come from. The talent is unbelievable. So it's a great experience. Also, even working in the Disney in Disney World is another way to get your equity card. They hire equity people at Disney World. Yeah, a couple and what of a their fun job is that. A couple of their stuff are union. That's where I'm going to retire. I'm going to be one of those <laughs> greeters on Main Street. I'm going to wear this cute dress. Be like, hey, welcome to Disney World. (laughs) It's going to be so much fun. (laughs) You think she's kidding, but she's not. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's another great option for people just starting out to get an equity card. You can work at Disney. They have auditions in New York, right? Yeah. And then they will, they won't fly you to Florida, but they'll help you with housing and everything, right? Um, they rehearse in Toronto, I believe. Oh, no, but I mean even for the Disney parks. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know yes, I believe that they will help you with housing um, and that they have some people that are non-union and they have a lot of people who are equity and people will move there. I have friends who've worked there for over 10 years and they end up staying because they love it. It's a great job. You get to be really fun, improvise. You're in shows in Disney World and you can have a nice lifestyle because it's much cheaper to live in Florida than it is <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we know about waiting in the lines. You were just talking oh, about theater works. So now from your perspective... Do you think it's better to be equity than non-union? Well, this is a huge question. Right. Because it's so personal to so many people. Yeah. I had two friends get theater works right after graduation. Mm-hmm. Both of them did not take their cards. Oh, I got wow. theater works two years after graduation, and I immediately took my card. Mm-hmm. Because I was, I'm pretty done waiting yeah. at 5 a.m. It's really hard. They said that they just felt that there were more jobs for them non-union. And um, with all the non-union national tours that are happening, for them, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I need to be a singer in the chorus and then work my way up to being an understudy of the leads. I see. Um, so it's better for me to be at equity. Okay. Um, equity makes it way easier to get into EPAs. Um, but also all the casting directors are doing non-union stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Like Stuart Whitley, I believe just cast the SpongeBob national tour. Um, and they're a big 
and SpongeBob National Tour is non non union. Wow, that was on the that was on the equity do not work list. Oh, yeah. So that means that anyone who's in equity cannot do that tour. Yeah, I mean and because it's non union, but also it was put on the do not work list, so yeah. it's a little sketchy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think for people starting out, it is a big decision because, like you said, sometimes um, it can block you out from certain amounts of work. Mm -hmm. I got my equity card. Um, I auditioned for my first Broadway show when I was nine. I auditioned for Annie and I made it to the final callbacks and didn't get it. And then I auditioned through the backstage real paper. <laughs> and I then auditioned for this cabaret uh, called Young Stars. And um, I ended up getting it. It was where we performed and got paid in ice cream Sundays. So uh, it was de definitely non-union, <laughs> uh, but so much fun, such a great experience, great learning experience, and everybody else had already been on Broadway. It was all kids, and um, Seth Rudetsky and I did it together, and we always joke that all the kids had, you know, like their their Broadway names on their shirts, like Peter Pan, Annie, and we had Hanes, because it was Hanes <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, I so then people think, oh, I, I got my first Broadway show right out of school, but I actually, it had been over 10 years that I had been auditioning and trying to get on Broadway. I mean, so much rejection, so many people telling me I would never make it, agents telling me I would never make it, that I wasn't talented enough. So... You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight. So that's why it is a good perspective to know when you're ready to join equity. Mm -hmm. Also, for me, um, I was 24 when I got my card, and the uh, I was about to turn 25. And the reality that my health insurance was running out at 26 because I was on my parents Great was point. real. Great point. So I knew with the theater works job that I was going to get a year of health insurance if I got, took my card. So how? Would you be able to support yourself while spending all day at an open call? Um, well, you got me a really good babysitting job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you, Gallery. Uh, yes. Uh, so I have a really good babysitting job that I've been with since um, the fall of 2016. Mm -hmm. um, and But I also had to have another job besides that. So my other side jobs have been standardized patient work, which is a fake patient for medical students. Really great, really hard to get into. And then they said they were cutting back and I was the first person they hired oh. um, recently. So I was cut from that. Um, then um, Susie got me. That's my sister. <laughs> um, the job working as a Secretary at a real estate oh, right. company on the weekends, which was great, but I was reverse commuting. So I was getting on the train um, at 7 a.m. on a Saturday, and then I was staying at hers on Saturday nights, and then Sunday I wasn't getting back until 7. And especially in audition season, it was exhausting because then I would have to get up mm -hmm. at 4.30 to mm. be in these lines on mm. Monday. Yeah, and it's... Um you really need to come here independently wealthy, <laughs> I'm finding. I mean, no yeah. joke. Like, because how can you be waking up at 4.30 in the morning, going on auditions, waiting at auditions all day, if you don't have your parents or somebody supporting you to do it? Yeah, I mean, even even having all of those jobs, quite honestly, my parents have had to give me money some yeah. months. Yeah, yeah. Because it's 
incredibly difficult. Um, let's see, what else have I done? Uh, I, I used to entertain children's birthdays as oh, the Little Mermaid. I've had friends who've done that. I loved that job. <laughs> I have friends who've done catering. Uh-huh. Um, friends who've been bartenders. The thing about um, restaurant work is I find that the people who do that get pretty sucked in. Mm. And they get so ingrained in that culture that they don't audition anymore. Oh. Um, and then... What else did I do? Oh, I worked at something called Kids Club, which oh, was birthday right. parties. Oh, yeah. That was, I did a lot of weekend yeah, jobs. Yeah, a lot of actors um, have that job working. Yeah. So you have to find a job that is flexible. Yeah. And that will give you the time to go on these auditions. That's the hard part. So save up your money before you come to New York, kids. That's the lesson. <laughs> I saved And up. sleep a lot before you get here because <laughs> yes. you're not going to sleep. It's literally the city that doesn't sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saved up like 5000 before I came, wow. and it was, it was gone really fast. Yikes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Margot Plum. You can look up Margot <laughs> Plum. Um, what is your Instagram? Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, it's at Margie Plum, M-A-R-G-Y, Plum like the fruit. Okay. And oh, and you have a website, right? Oh yeah, that's margoplum.com. M a r g o t, plum like the fruit. U m. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Margo. You're welcome. She is the queen of open calls. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Breaking Broadway, produced by Broadway Podcast Network. Opening song by Aaron Accurso and Joey Mazzarino. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, please like, leave a comment, or share with your friends. See you next time for more insider tips to making it on Broadway. Together you and I are breaking Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.